That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. What are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. Uh, Music. We are just getting started. Finally, a podcast about things you actually care about, hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes. That's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Here's CM and BD. Hi. It's Monday night. Yes, it is. How's it going? You can hear me fine. This is the I thing. Can, I can hear you. Look at this shit. Nice Kids on the escalator. Kids on the escalator merch right there. I like that. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. Very excited about this shirt. It's I got quarter length sleeve too, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. I did the whole thing. Got to do it. Got to do it. Got to do it. All right. Technical difficulties. We're nine minutes behind, but that doesn't matter. That's only nine minutes. Could have been worse. That's rock and roll. Ten. Axel Rose has been way way later to this yeah day. he sure has he just doesn't show in, up in his life you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying what's going on over there you got the new fancy new hair what's happening there yep i'm gonna shave it soon it's gonna be really off there yep so either that or gray it's getting gray get rid of it are you gonna like shave your head bald is that a no, thing? no i'll just trim it up you know normal trim a thing no i don't usually shave my head bald but uh you know got to cover up the gray i don't want to look too old <sighs> it's too late over here i know look at the gray gray beard well, i don't cover up my gray beard but you know yeah, it's, it's a thing. I don't think I I don't know if I've seen that look just yet. I think one time you had a half a beard going, gray beard. But you know, I'm not sure I saw the whole thing before. But I mentioned I, I was going to grow. I was going to grow a mustache, but I I don't think I have the proper lifestyle to support a mustache. You don't. Oh, well, it's too bad for you. <laughs> I see. I, it's funny too. Sometimes I watch a couple bands. I see who was it? Oh, and they're 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 a good band. Uh, the Arkells I watched on the beginning of Hockey Night in Canada. Right? Did you see that? Yeah. I didn't now, know. But. Okay, now are they classified as a rock band? What are they, they classified as? I mean, I guess I don't know. What's what's rock anymore? Well, I don't know. That's I know. Is there any rock bands anymore? Because those guys are dressed up with like button-up shirts and had the one mustache thing, and it was kind of like, I just you know, I I I need uh, you miss the swagger of a, of a good rock band. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you, man. I I don't I don't know. I mean, they've kind of. They started rocking good guys. I've seen them and done so many shows with them, but it mm-hmm. sort of started rocking. And now it's kind of turned into, it's a, a big, more of an experience now live. It's yeah, like, I guess so. Like this whole thing. It's, um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's. A, oh yeah. I'm not throwing back. I just, I miss rock. No, I when you, when you the s- singer trying to uh, lip sync as he's walking through the crowd, like trying to time it properly and lip sync. all yeah. that. that. That must have been pretty tough, but no, they, I loved their, uh, their very first song they released there. The bum 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 again, very goldfingerish kind of <laughs> like, reputation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Love, I remember that was like a song of my summer one summer. That might have been the first summer that I I taught enough lessons to take like August off or part of August off because it was nice to have a break. But I think that was at that time, and I love that song. That summer's good tune. But uh, anyway, I felt I felt bad for for Buddy there having an air band all that, and then it was just like uh, I, I guess I'm just getting old, and I'm I'm especially around hockey players. <laughs> What's that? Especially around hockey players. 
that are like, what's going on? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I just, I you just, um, um, I don't get the whole attire now of, of musicians these days. It's just kind of weird. Well, this started a while ago, a couple of years ago. I noticed on some shows that I was doing, um, where some of the bands were playing songs that all sounded like they were written for commercials. Oh yeah, right, right, yeah. So, and all the drummers, and not Tim, because Tim's amazing. He was, uh, tra- he was, he took lessons with uh, Jeremy Taggart from uh, formerly of Our Lady Peace. Tim, great guy. But this drummer uh, uh, thing that was happening, where these kids that were coming along that couldn't really play like it was like great and then the next song like it was a and i was like great next and it was all the same kind of like yeah so 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 sheepy shepherd has had a had a problem there no i'm not judging them on their clothing i'm i'm saying i'm saying that what happened to that rock and roll look or is it you know that's my question i'm not i'm not saying that they're not dressing properly or I'm not judging how they dress. I'm more saying that I'm, I'm older and, and, and I'm out of touch because I remember like rock bands coming in and, and the there was single, a very single mustache button up shirt thing. Look. is just not anything that I remember as like that rock, you know, the strokes were the first ones. The strokes. Yeah. 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 And the, I think the strokes and um, who was the band? Uh, not the fine. What was that band? There was another band. There was the strokes. And then there was another band. That was kind of heavy. That came out around the same time as the was strokes. That tick, 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 boom. That, that was band. the hives. That was the they hives. Were, right, the hives. Right. You know, um, and yeah. in essence, almost Billy Talent, but started doing it first a little bit. But they well, were always. It went from the dark, porn star, the porn star mustache. Sorry, went from the porn star mustache to more of the, uh, you know, like the the uh, brushed up kind of. They almost remind me of what a cop would look like. You know what I mean? Like that, that kind of mustache like that. So I, and again, I'm not judging the fashion or hacking on it. It's an observation of myself getting older and remember, (laughs) and remember, uh, remembering how it was for me. I remember some 41, man, when we, when we toured with some 41 and, uh, that was the big thing about them. It was like, there's a rock band. There is like your, your, as I do the, the the Beatlesque kind of thing, man, you got all individual members and they all kind of had their different look, but it was all like a rock look, like a a punk kind of rock look. Whereas when I see bands now, it's like, oh, the, there's like, there's two guys with the exact same mustaches and a few guys that they don't, it's not like, like Zeppelin, you know what I mean? Or like uh, Kiss, you don't see Nobody that anymore. Nobody knows who anybody is now. Everyone, I mean, actually I would say, I would say that because it's Canada, mm-hmm. that everyone would know who everyone is in the Arkells. Right. And I think that when the CanCon thing was happening and much music was around, it was a, it, there was a lot of, you know, everyone was a rock star. Mm-hmm. at some point but mm-hmm. i don't think that like um i don't think that like everyone is recognized now i don't believe that anyone knows who anyone is now it's really right. gone back to like a singer kind of it totally has I, I see that where it's like it's all the singers and yeah and, see um, and that's my observation it's like man where's those and they're probably out there. I bet you uh, our friend Daryl's going to tell us about some uh, some up and coming rock bands. You know what I mean? That kind of go back to that that original. Yeah. You know, look at the bass player slung down low, kind of kind of old. I don't know if it's old guy rock, but just keeping rock and roll alive. Uh, I always get a kick out of when I hear Gene Simmons say, "Oh, well, you know what? Rock and roll is dead." Blah 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 blah. And it's like Gene, 
when, when rock and roll was on the cusp of teetering, you had a, a record label and I saw one of the bands that you had uh, signed, found and signed to keep rock and roll alive open for you in Toronto. And that band was horrible and they were not rock and roll. They were out there trying to sell this new design of hoodie um, that was missing a sleeve. Right. Now talk about fashion there, my friend. Wow. These guys, that was their whole deal is like between every other song they were talking about these hoodies that they were wearing, you know, and trying to pimp them. And this was a band that Gene Simmons discovered. They weren't rock and roll, man. I don't know what they were. They were more like a fashion band, I think. And uh, he was pushing it and pushing it and, and it was not rock and roll. And now Gene Simmons, of course, is saying, well, rock and roll's dead. Rock and roll's dead. You know, I, I think he's just, he's getting old and it's time for him to retire. And he knows that like, come on, man, you know, you don't have the magic magic serum to keep you going and stay young forever. And I think he's lashing out at rock and roll, Brent, because well, he had the, I think th- he had the power to sign some rock bands, dude. He still does. Really? Here's the thing. I, mm-hmm. I, um, after touring in America, this past bit and mm-hmm. sort of seeing what's going on and they still have a bit of radio down there and there's a lot of satellite radio down there, but, but, um, they still have radio down there. And there is, let me tell you something. I did that, that festival in Iowa with Slipknot and um, our tour played that stage and there was a whole bunch of other bands and um, kudos to all the bands for getting that opportunity to do that. But there wasn't a single song amongst any other bands that were playing that would be, but everyone in the crowd kind of knew it because they get played. It's almost like the American version of CanCon. It's like, there's so many bands on the radio that everyone knows everything. So there's a band and I was, I knew quite a lot of bands for a long time, but there's a lot of bands that I haven't actually heard of now in that kind of metal vein. That's in that new kind of like this kind of new kind of metal that's out right now. New, and, new, um, new metal, new, 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 new metal. We were around and, when um, new metal came out when Korn released their album a few. Yeah. Like, wow couple that was last week right this, this is like i don't know what they call it now i guess the kids will correct me on this but there was like i hate it when they put all this post grunge hardcore or something something but well, what it is old guys like us man when yeah. say, i like to call everything rock and roll but yeah there, there was like this there's sort of like this now there was like the screamo nice singer thing right but yeah. now it's like there's a hybrid of where they can't tell what kind of songs they want to write ah. so but the fans are all singing along and i'm like it's a single era now. It's not an album era. It's a, it's a song at a time. And, right, and so they know right. the song and they know nothing else by the band. So as before mm. you get the whole album and you'd rock out for the whole song. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, that one song and then that's all, you know, because that's all they could afford to make or whatever. Right. And that, so the, it's just a bit of a different vibe where you kind of have to like the band has to kind of power through that song. And then it's like, Okay, now we gotta wait. And if they've got nothing live, it's mm-hmm. go, it's over. Right. It's it's just it's over. Yeah. So, the Arkells are playing here actually uh, next month, I believe, and it's a really big show, really big shoe, and it's uh, the city's really pumped for it here in Kingston. Uh, let's uh, tell our friends about some cool shit that we're doing, uh, which is the fact that we've got a brand spanking new website. You can we see do. It kids on the escalator dot com. <laughs> Kids on the escalator.com and make sure you do yourself a favor and uh, check it out because uh, we've got some cool stuff in there. We've actually had some people leave us some voicemails. Oh, really? And if I can figure out how to bring them into this, I'll let everyone hear them. Because I got, Wasn't, wasn't I that got guy who to... hates gay people, was it? Because somebody hit us up that hates gay people. Who? Where? When? It was on our Facebook post. Somebody just said that. We, yeah. Anyway, because we shared, we shared our uh, 
we did a story about the son I'm of Superman. Uh, yeah, which is now Jonathan. Yeah, is, is bisexual, um, and somebody. Yeah, you didn't see that. So we got a, a message from somebody saying that that's not right, and I don't want to. Um, our our tards shouldn't uh, belong. And wow, it it was really nice. I tried to reply to it, but I couldn't. And I had a really. I, I was like, my reply was really good. I said something like, "I smell. I can smell ass from here." Uh, <laughs> you know, thanks for sharing your thoughts with us, Potsy, and something. Good luck. But yeah. Uh, yeah, and that was I, from and that was from Niagara Falls. I thought maybe you'd remember his name too, and we could we could really get people checking out because I just jumped oh, on his Facebook page, and this guy like he's obviously he's not married, but I can see you're interested now, right? So so next time we're on, yeah, I'm gonna go looking around. The I'm information. Take this guy down. So yeah, yeah, so he didn't like uh, he was opposed to our, uh, our 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 story on that, which. I can't, it's it's fine because that that makes you know that we're getting more viewers, man. When we're getting the people who disagree with, uh, I'll bring on the hate. That's yeah, what I sure, say. Right? I'd rather have people. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. I'd rather people like. So we're gonna have Daryl on today, supposedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sent him a link, and if okay, he's having cool. any issues, like Lonnie was having earlier, as we were having, well, it was probably on my end. But I'm just oh, saying, oh, if there was any issues signing on, um, maybe we'll see. This is new technology. For, all, for everyone as far as the restream side of right. things. So, now, on the other side of um, things, there was a band on the hockey game tonight who was from Oshawa. It was two dudes. Huge oh, beard, uh, long hair. Crown, Crown Lands, I believe. Who are the, do, do we know those guys? I don't. I've tried to research it a little bit. I don't know they, that we do. And they, they, they're young still. That's what I was So wondering. I don't, I think that maybe they would have been on the tail end of Caliber. Okay, because you can't tell by all the facial hair around the one guy how old he is. I think right? they're on a they they're on the tail end of Chuck Caliber. So. Okay, I just wonder if, because um, it was like, because they were on hockey tonight, which is well, it's good that they're promoting these bands, right? Um, yeah, and they're doing all the Oshawa Awards and all that stuff too, which is really cool. Yeah, is there any so, up and coming like just is there any bands that you know of any up and coming rock bands that? Uh, I, I don't see system. any of them. I, I don't see any of them now. Like no. uh, I don't see a, a, a lot of bands now because I'm I'm out and I don't see any live shows. And I used to see all the open. I used to see all those bands because I used to stage manage a bunch of festivals and I would see all these really cool acts. I'd be like, wow, like look at all those guys or whatever. Um, I don't see a lot of them now. I've seen some the metal things. Uh, as I said, some of those bands. Uh, I was excited to kind of be in a festival scenario and look at two stages worth of bands and kind of judge from it mm-hmm. and i just Corey taylor's band the kids band uh, vended was on there oh, yeah. and um that was cool to see because that was sort of like you know a lot of pressure and the kids like gotta you know it's like his dad's Corey from slipknot so what are they mm-hmm. gonna do and the kids already sort of internet famous for jumping up and doing some stone sour songs oh, wow. right on dad. and what's his name and uh uh i forget the name of the kid but the name of the band is vended oh he's got a band and, um, okay vended yeah so they opened up and um they and it's also um uh clown from slipknot his kids in the band oh. so yeah, it was kind of this cool sort of thing to see these guys come out and i liken it to when caliber played um uh in ottawa at that festival of goldfinger oh wow that was fun it was sort of like no one knows who we are and we've got you know 25 minutes to mm-hmm. fucking lay waste to this stage yeah and see what happens. And people at that point, for anyone listening that doesn't know, Chuck Caliber was Chris's band after Mr. Machete with me and Dent and or Dent and I, I guess before I get corrected. And the interesting thing is, 
it was two bass players, three guitar players, and just a chock full of madness. Mm. And sort of on the tail end of hotel smashing days mm. for for the ninety or wherever it was of the. And so there was a lot of piss and vinegar that day, and uh, they went out there to lay waste to the stage. And that's, that's what I remember remember from uh, Corey's kid. He kind of went out there and, and laid it out, and that was fun to kind of watch that energy because they run same stages like trivia. Mm all these guys so it was very interesting yeah. that the rock trivium who's going to join us next week uh to talk retro video games sees a lot of bands because a lot of bands open for his band right yeah uh, and so they have, have a brand new record out so he'll he'll be able to weigh in on some of that i was stuff. listening to bionic there uh last week <sighs> and like that man wow bionic was great. and when and when ian blurton was playing in bionic because that's when we did some shows with him speaking of chuck caliber um the underrated bionic oh my god is if you like heavy rock from from that 90s 2000 kind of just drop d give it just give her but still got some good vocal hook in there a dirty blues hook is what jonathan always had because whenever we would play shows with him i would always ask him questions like dude like what are you listening to now and at first he was like oh man nothing nothing you would dig and i was like no seriously like just bounce it off me man. i don't want to hear about it and then after that the more shows we did with him i was always like what do you get what do you got man and he was always listening to the dirtiest reckless blues tunes and i always thought that ref- and then you hear it more in the songs after you talk to somebody who's creating it right and he was always so passionate about his shows but the sad thing was he would get so pissed off when nobody was there um and you could he would he would take it out on the few people that were were, were there and that's tough because i've done that before too and it's hard not to do it but it's a weird thing because i i uh it's a weird thing because i really feel um I really feel that like that band was could have po- been poised to be one of the biggest rock bands this country's ever put out, Especially honestly, because it was just the, the sheer energy in that oh. band was unbelievable. And thanks to Brady from Salmon Blaster for introducing us to those guys. Oh, and Salmon Blaster was um, really good too. That was another band. But that was that was something, man. Really like Salmon you know? Blaster a lot as well. I thought their their uh, Freeway song, man, Freeway, Freeway. Yeah, well, that was. That? I thought that was going to be way bigger than it was. But playing shows with them was was amazing too because they were just rad dudes. They were a three piece as well. Um, they just had issues, I guess, with their they kept the bass player deal, right? Yeah. Yeah, they had, it. and then but once they got that new lineup together and they got the drums, it was pretty good. Yeah, I don't know what happened to those guys. I guess their second album just didn't do it, or I, I don't even remember. I'll have to ask. Br- we should have Brady on the show sometime. I'd really like to to hear some stories about. I about talked that. to him. When did I see him? I saw yeah, him on Facebook. I talked to him regularly. Well, I thumbs yeah. up back and forth regularly on there, right? But uh, we could get Brady on here for sure, man. Like the Salmon Blaster band was great. They, that album, dude. I can't remember the name, but it had the bug on it, the VW bug. If I remember correctly, yeah. that was a great album, dude. There's such good music back in that uh, that late that that late '90s period, right? Yeah. So what I want to do, I'm going to try to get Daryl. Let's go into um, Chris's stash here for a minute. Why don't you do a little bit of a comic deep dive for a bit? Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna isolate you for a second and let you get into that. I'm gonna try to get Daryl and see if he's having link issues. Right. Uh, Chris Machete, everybody, is gonna do. A little bit of information here. Not the deep dive. We're going to do Chris's stash here. So do some comics. And oh, we'll get so into I'm not the doing the Batman deep dive? Uh, we'll get into that when we get Daryl and stuff like that oh, in no, there. Is, I'm going to be taking up a lot of time. This is a perfect time to do it. If, All if right. it's just me, this Chris is, is going to deep dive into some stuff. Um, Let me just do, I'm going to take the background off just so we can, you know, do that thing. And one of the things that I want to also talk, uh, throw out there for everybody is this. So this past weekend was DC Fandom. And uh, there was a lot of announcements, Batman, Superman, Teen Titans, a whole bunch of news came down from DC. So um, 
we're going to talk Batman. We're going to talk a few things. I'm going to get Chris the window here for a minute. And uh, I want to, Chris, I want to uh, save me some stuff, but I want to talk about this Batman book, Beyond. And yeah. this, I want to talk this about. This book here, buddy, this is the one that has the phone number in it where you phone in to decide whether uh, Joker or Robin dies. Oh this is an iconic piece. So, so I'm going to open it up and show that number, phone number and everything. I'll let, I'll let you get into that now. I'm going to try I'll, to get Daryl. I'll save that one. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Machete on the Deep Dive DC Comics. Here you go, buddy. Cool. All Cats. You. And I got Catwoman, but not really. It's Beans. Darth Beans is... I'm afraid he's going to leap out and make an appearance here at some point. So be prepared. Okay, so uh, Batman. Um, fantastic comic, of course. Batman's a great character. If you are a Marvel fan, Beans, and you... If you are a Marvel fan and you get find them a little too fluffy uh, and you want a little more of a detective-style comic where it started, Detective Comics, and it hit 1,000. Look at that. Not very often that comics go to 1,000. So it's the sideways one, right? It's the sideways cover, which is decent. That's upside down. Sideways. So Detective Comics hit 1,000. So again, if you're a Marvel fan and find it a little fluffy, go for that. You might like some Batman. Who doesn't like Batman, right, as a character? Yeah, Beans is driving me nuts. So here's a good one, too. This goes back a bit, but this is where uh, Bane first appeared and broke Batman's back. You can kind of see this is, uh, there's a nice little uh, insert piece there that I don't want to take out. Let me see. There's huge Bane on the cover breaking Batman's back. And that was impactful to see somebody break the bat. Um, and what happened in this storyline? This was like a 12 comic storyline, I believe. And I bought them all. There was more than 12. Um, believe me, there's more than 12, but I bought them all. I have the whole, the whole set. So what happened here is this Bane character, who we all know now, he slowly freed all of Batman's uh, enemies from Arkham Asylum. So first he'd release like the Penguin and then the Batman two issues would take down the Penguin. And then he released the Joker and the Riddler and the Batman would have to take down the Joker and the Riddler. And that would last over a few issues there as well, right? So that was the, the storyline that went on there and it culminated with um, Batman having his back broken. Everybody was anticipating that because he was out for quite a while after that. And then everybody was wondering, the big the big um, story was who's going to be Batman next. And it, or, and, and that's a whole other story that I could get into there. Okay? So, um, crossovers, as far as Batman crossovers, there's been a these crossover with Grendel, of course. I don't know if there's been a Spider-Man one. There's been an amalgamated one where there's like, a whole bunch of Marvel characters and DC. But anyway, my favorite crossover event was the Batman and Spawn crossover where you get a character from one company, DC, the Batman, crossing over with another character from Image Comics, Spawn, who was huge back then at the time, still is really popular. He's doing well. Todd McFarlane is one of my idols and he draws this one. He's the Todd father. He uh, He's one of those artists that came from the times when you really had to uh, break a leg, man, to draw and stay on, on, on time with everything. So this is Batman and Spawn. And this one is written by, uh, oh yeah, this is written, and it's written by Frank Miller, right? And we all know who Frank Miller is, who did tons of Daredevil and also uh, wrote some fantastic Batman stories, right? Frank Miller's awesome. And uh, what else? Uh It'll come to me. I'm just blanking on it, but I know the other Frank Miller one, we're all screaming it. Okay. So, and the artwork's done by Todd McFarlane, written by Frank Miller. Fantastic book. DC image. And this one is not that expensive. You can pick this one up for not bad deal. Now, what else was I looking at here? Now, as a whole, if you wanted to get a graphic novel, now a graphic novel trade paperback is a whole bunch of issues together. Look at how thick that puppy is. 
compared to, to this one here, right? You see the difference in the thickness. So this has a whole bunch of issues together in it. And this is Batman Hush, okay? And this is by Jeff Loeb and Jim Lee and Scott Williams does the inks. Jim Lee is fantastic. Um, very famous from the 90s doing the X-Men and then he got hired by DC. Well, then he went to Image actually, started to do a Wild, Wild, uh, Wildcats comic book. And then he moved on to DC and got hired there and he's like running the show now. So this is fantastic. This is this is a great, uh, yes, Hush, Machete Comics. Of course, Machete Comics loves that, right? Hush is amazing. What a great read. And I, I dare you to, to figure out who did it before like the last ending of, uh, like before the ending of the comic, and, you know, a lot of times, oh, I know who did it. Boom. I picked like three different people and kept, oh, it wasn't that person. wasn't that person. What a great detective story, as I mentioned. Now, the other thing about Hush is that there was a cartoon put on uh, Netflix. Sorry, it's dry. Netflix or Prime, you can get it. And it's the cartoon version, the cartoon movie of Batman Hush. And it's horrible. P.U., it stinks. Call Huey Lewis because I got some news. The cartoon version of Hush sucks. So yeah, that wasn't good at all. Don't, don't watch that. You won't like that. Now, the other thing that I have here. Uh, so I was just going to, so if I if I dive into my uh, comic, if I dive into my a bit of my toy collection with Batman, I brought out my favorite Batman uh, collectible that I have as well, okay? I still have a comic book to show and I will show this comic book after. This is the one where they actually had the phone number to decide whether they were going to kill off Robin or the Joker in the sensational death in the family run this is this is one of the best batman runs ever um i gave brent a, a copy of the trade paperback for that yeah ever. now i just want to show this is my favorite uh toy this is um a, a reproduction now if my mom's watching she will recognize these action figures from when i was a kid because she would take me to wolko or yeah, it was probably I think it was Wilco in Woodstock, and and we would buy these. She would buy them for me, or the White Oaks Mall in London. She would take me there as a as a real young and like just when I was like man, like you know six years old or so, and we would get one of these figures, man. And they they were kind of look like a bit like a doll, but man, I love these. So I found a repro of Batman at um, it was in Toronto there at the uh, the big one, the big the big uh, fan expo. So I picked this up last minute. I remember it was the last thing I got. And I, I can't remember what I talked him down to because it's always interesting to hear how much money you actually pay. But yeah, as I said, my mom will recognize these if she's watching, and I know she is. Those old Mego dolls. Mego or Mego had a, tons of these. Even comes with an extra sticker for his chest because if I'm playing with them and knocking them off other action figures and stuff, then I can put another one on. But they should have came with that when I was a kid because I used to always lose those. But man, I had fun playing with these. Yes, stating, showing my age a bit, but that's okay. So I really like this toy. And there's a bunch of them you can get. I'd like to get just Robin. Well, I'd love to get Spider-Man and a whole bunch of them, but they can get pricey. There it is. So that's my favorite Batman toy. Reproduction of one of the original Mego Mego uh, Batmans from the uh, late 60s, early 70s. It's a rad toy, dude. Dude, it's awesome. I love those. Awesome. The memories are, memories included. <laughs> I... Uh... I'm such a Batman fan. I love, I always get asked like Batman, Superman. They had just um, the DC fandom. Obviously we just touched on, which was uh, tons of DC news, man. They got into tons of stuff about Superman and yeah. Batman. There's going to be all these Batmans. One of the things that I want to show, uh, the big news was this, the flash trailer. I don't know mm. if I posted it on our, on our Twitter, but mm. at the end of the flash tra tra uh, trailer, 
mm-hmm. you see this image. And it turns out through the whole process, they were talking to, or Michael Keaton was basically um, in the background, like talking, you know oh. what I mean? Sort of saying, saying, you know, why do you want to do this? Or why do you do, to, mm. do this and do that? And it turns out that we might get this version of Michael Keaton this year, which is going to come out of that flash sort of universe, whatever they call it. What do they call it now? What's that universe? Uh, like there's like the flash. Uh, oh yeah. CW. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying so, to keep up with the Marvel ones these days. Man. Oh, he's, anyways, he's going to play this sort of beyond Batman kind of character, mm-hmm. uh, which was portrayed in the TV show mm-hmm. by uh, the voice of Batman in the comic books. But, then uh or in the in the animated series but he's going to come back and play uh an older sort of batman i don't think quite 80 years old and retired but he's going to play this sort of older version of himself which is one of only a like a few apparently there's going to be three batmans Mm -hmm. next year which um i think is pretty rad they're going to keep moving ahead with um obviously uh, robert pattison's uh batman from the amazing um uh, trailer that we saw plus what you think of that yeah, I think it's gonna be great. I, I know the trailer I, though. I know. I think that the trailer was awesome. I I like um, I like the fact that uh, that we um, uh, uh, I, I like the fact that we see the penguin sort of in this like it's Colin Farrell in this completely different thing. You don't see the Riddler in it at all. You just hear him. We see him and get then, busted there at the bar, right? And he leaves yeah, his coffee. And then, and it's a, but the thing about the the penguin dude, you notice he's a gangster. He's not. Yeah, yeah. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah, he, they're taking that. off of kind of like in the, the Batman Gotham show. That's what he was, was a gangster kind of coming up his way, you know, trying to run Gotham. It was, um, he wasn't using his tricks and stuff with the, with the, so yeah, you can really see where he, where this is going to be, uh, what it was, well, what the Batman movies usually have is the layers to the trilogy that they bring out, right? Yeah. So, excuse me. So, showing that he's going to be a gangster is going to show that he's going to evolve to getting all his tricks and such. And then when we have the Riddler there, yeah, it, with his, it, they, they pull him away and his coffee has a riddle in it. Um, that's, I, I don't know how far they'll take him with this, with, with everything. Cause he usually hits and that's like the Riddler, you know? Where, you, yeah. Where do you stand on that? Like, okay. So I, the one thing that I thought that they really got carried away from, um, uh, one thing that they got carried away on is, um, adding 17 characters like towards the end with Schwarzenegger and all these guys. Oh, in that and, run. Yeah. Like I'm just saying, but now you've got penguin, you've got Riddler, mm-hmm. uh, Selena Kyle's in there as Catwoman again. Um, who else is in there? The, um, well, there's Moon a Joker. new Catwoman. There's a, yeah. Girl. So I'm just saying like, do we like this ensemble, like put as many in as you can, or do we like the Marvel approach, at least in the, in the interim, which was like just one guy at a time. And then they would introduce them by the third or fourth movie. But right now they're getting penguin and they're getting Riddler out of the way. How do we feel about that? You know what I mean? Like, it depends are you a fan how, it d- it depends you a fan how interesting they are. I did like, uh, I did like Jim Carrey and who played two face in that. Uh, J- Two-Face was Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, they were great. I thought they were fantastic in that. Villain-wise, I thought they were really good. Jim Carrey, are you kidding me? He was amazing. And then Tommy Lee Jones, what a great actor. Um, I couldn't believe that they had the two of them to do that movie. Now, that was Batman 3? Okay, so they had Batman, Batman Returns, uh, Batman Forever with Val Joker. Kilmer. Val Kilmer bailed. Yeah. Then they had George Clooney. 
And that was the one. Oh, sorry. So Batman Forever was Val Kilmer, Jim Carrey, and Tommy Lee Jones. There you go. Yeah, I, I don't was, know like about the and Batman. Nicole Kidman and all that stuff. It was like a hundred people. And if you read Val Kilmer's book, he was like, yeah, I'll do another one, but I'm doing these three movies for, or he was going to do Heat. Right. And oh, he, uh, he was going to do, do Heat. And he did that for the price of his per diem. His agent was like, you're out of your mind. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but for the rest of my life, I get to put on my on my uh on my resume that i did a movie with De Niro and pacino yeah and so he's like i'm out and him and schumacher had a bad fight over it and mm. then you know you get into you get into this you know so it's mm-hmm. pretty funny but yeah that's tough when you have too many like again uh, if you look at the original original well the the, the good the really solid trilogy with christian bale um yeah you just had the joker you didn't need any more than the joker so no. so, I'm, so that is worrisome right it's like what well, was well, not is one villain not good enough so that's why i'm wondering mm-hmm. if one of them is going to take a sideline like possibly the penguin isn't that big of a threat at this point you know what mm-hmm. i mean but he's he's growing he's ascending to this point where he is going to be the penguin you know wah, 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 and have all his tricks and and actually uh see i've never been a huge fan of the penguin to be honest with you uh, when they did it in, with Danny DeVito back in the day, I, I thought that was thought that was a waste. I really didn't. You didn't like it. I did. I thought Danny DeVito was great. I thought he did a great job of it, but I just don't like the Penguin. It's just as a villain. Again, he's one of those those guys that's just like, come on, you put the you're going to put him straight up against Batman. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. This guy. One of those ones. Like when I see the Joker and the Batman face off, it's like, oh yeah, here comes. This is going to be a great fight. What's going to happen here? But you know, anyway. How you doing, Daryl? I see you there. Oh, he's gone again. Oh. Nope. No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. There he is. Hey, buddy. What's going on? How's that I, I agree happening? With the, I, I just caught that bit about Penguin, and I totally agree. Yes. Thank you. So you did, you're not a Penguin guy? Uh, no, it's never. Well, the TV series, I think, is the closest they've done it right, but the rest, mm-hmm. no. Just I love Danny DeVito in there. I really love Danny DeVito as the Penguin. I thought that he was perfectly cast, but that was keep in mind that was like a '90s thing with the you know everything was big and giant and huge then, right? It was kind of like this. You had thing to have a with, superstar of the. the you had to have like moment. a whole thing. Yeah, it was like big and crazy and whatever. Yes, Daryl. That's yeah. Daryl Hurst, uh, Indie Week here on board. I guess there was Welcome. a calendar mishap, but we are here together, and you didn't miss much. We were chatting. Uh, we were chatting about some music stuff and and all the rest of it, and um, we're looking we for the new of... rock bands, right, Brent? That's what we were discussing. Looking for the new rock bands, and and what is classified as? Because I'm an older guy, right? So I was I was wondering about just like you know, what is a rock? Who is the new rock? What? Where is the new rock? Is it out there? Can we find it? You might have the answers. There's definitely some really great new Canadian artists. Um, That's what we were looking for. Definitely Canadian. CanCon connection. Yeah, one that a lot of people already knows, Gloria Sons, who They're, opened for, for Rolling my, Stones last night in L.A., I yeah. believe. You know, My daughter works for them. She does merch for them. Oh, nice. She just I, did those two festival shows with them. Yeah, sorry. I just, they, and she said they're fantastic guys. So polite, yeah, so nice to her, buddy. Like, really good dudes. Yeah, I got a, I got a message from uh, Chris Coster, the guitarist, today. Um, I just messaged him, like, a congrats. And, and, like, how cool is that? A Kingston band opening for rolling stones huge uh, and being asked back because they did the uk and some europe dates and after mm-hmm. covid going into this the north america tour um uh, stones actually picked them i believe so uh, that's huge um i would also mention oshawa's crownlands who's been getting a lot of radio play as of late um they were supposed to tour i was supposed to see them like last wednesday in edmonton and of course they canceled due to covid 
Um, but they're great, especially if you like Rush, classic Rush. They've they've got that sound happening. We were just talking about them earlier because they did the Hockey Night in Canada thing. You just answered all my questions I had yeah. for Brent earlier. I wondered if he knew anything <laughs> about them. Because, again, I couldn't tell. I, I I saw the two dudes, and I really hadn't heard them before. I knew they're from Oshawa, my old stomping grounds. You know what I mean? It was like, so I thought maybe Brent might know, or, or maybe our paths have crossed. Because you can't tell. The one dude's got such so much facial hair, you really can't Kevin. tell his age. <laughs> so, he, you know, we could. we could I, his, his starting could have crossed over my ending of, of playing show. So, yeah. so thank He's, you, dude. That, that answered, like, all my questions on that band right there. Perfect. <laughs> he's like the nicest nicest guy um nice. i had a band from uh, brazil up that we were booking shows and uh they're called trampa and uh he helped hook them up with a couple shows and treated them really well um and and a couple of trivia facts is that uh they worked with rush's producer and actually recorded with neil pert's drums on this mm. last album so the spirit of rush is in the actual recording right um and then uh, recording yeah and then uh, another band and this one probably not as known uh kind of like an up-and-comer to watch is harm and ease Mm, of course it says harmonies if you say it Ah, fast but um uh cut me loose is the latest song and it was added to radio a fair bit the last couple weeks so um that's one to check out how many bands are you listening to daryl a week right now as far as your you know what are you it's your job, I guess, as Indie Week to uh, support the cause in which uh, are you getting tons of stuff sent to you? Do you find time in the day to still listen to these acts? But what's uh, what are you listening uh, to? It's kind of in phases now because uh, I'm like, yeah, we are Indie Week. Yeah. Uh, we're so busy with so many things. And uh, right now I'm going into a listening phase and it's, it's for different purposes. So um, with everything online, we're actually doing this sort of import export program. And so like, I just was part of a conference in Korea, which was online. And I, I, part of my participation was to listen to Korean acts. So I went through about 30 Korean acts. Wow. Uh, and so I'm kind of doing more international these days, uh, on top of Canada. Do you, so, um, that's interesting. Last time we talked, we were talking indie week. Like we had you on before with Indie Week and that was online. Is there anything happening club-wise or is it all still online? Are you getting a chance at all? No? Still online. Our, our, our plan right now is to carry on online uh, until it's 100% as much back to normal. Uh, there's just too many variables. Um, insurance is an issue now. Uh, capacity sizes are an issue. And... Ultimately, it's just so much work to plan something that you don't know. And then you, what you do know is it's not going to be what you planned. So it, we're just not investing energy into that right now. We're investing into what we know, and that can be online. So that's what we're doing. It's a lot of work, man. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. Stress. <laughs> I, and I've got so many friends who run these events, and they're so like... Like plan A, do it in person. Plan B, do it in person and online. Plan C is do it all online. The next plan is change the dates, which you run through A, B, and C all over again. And then the last plan is end up canceling. And mm-hmm. and I, like I'm supposed to be in Europe right now attending some events. Uh, a couple of them have happened. And from the feedback I, I've heard is that a lot of the people you would go to meet aren't there. So there's not as many people to meet. 
hence not going. And the first conference on that run, uh, which was in Sweden, canceled. So uh-huh. it's it's just so up in the air. And, and you know what? We're enjoying really good success with everything being online. Uh, every We've had nothing but positive results. So um, we're going to keep going that route. Cool. And uh, the way we're looking at it is, is we're making the connections now, giving the education so that when it does go back in person, everyone is re- armed and ready and hopefully have a better uh, business sense, better audience. Possibly they've built more audience. Maybe they've collaborated, written new songs. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of our focus right now. And that's where we fit. It's, uh, uh, Chris was asking me about indie stuff because I don't see a lot of it anymore. I, I've, I've been touring. I just got off a tour in the States and, um, you know, that was a set package. So outside of, you know, like on, you know, here on a festival, you can see tons of bands, but when a set tour package like I'm on, I, you know, these yeah. are the bands. This is who you get. You Where know? do you find yeah. the best indie scene right now? Like, so you, you just, you said, uh, sorry, you mentioned Tokyo. You were just listening to a lot of, uh, Korea, Korea, Korea. Sorry. Sorry. Korea. Yeah. Um, so yeah, is so what's the scene like there? So let's take that one, Korea. Is there a, like is there a rock sound there? Is it really digital or what? Tell, tell us what's going on with that. Uh, well, there's obviously the K-pop sound, which was about right. half half of the bands that I. I oh, so you, you do you have to filter through all that? I guess as well, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's okay. Interesting. And then and then the other half is made up of, I think it, it's a lot of artists who are actually really creative, like mm. really pushing boundaries. Um, there's garage rock, there's, uh, sort of like this weird alt ethereal kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and some that are trying to combine traditional instruments with new sounds, ah. so, like traditional, like stringed instruments from Asia with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, beats and loops and things like that. So pretty mm-hmm. cool. That's what interested me the most was, was that kind yeah. of stuff, the truth. Do you find they're sounding like any kind of genre that we've been through? Like, is there an eighties vibe or a nineties vibe? Or is it just like anything goes, it's all over the place. Uh, it's all over the place. I'd say there's a little bit of like Nirvana in there. There's always that garage grunge kind of sound somewhere yeah. in there that that's always been big in Asia. But uh, you know, it, we're just in a weird space where like, where is a scene anymore? You know, yeah. like with everything online um, it's hard to create a scene you know, and algorithms have killed that kind of thing a lot. Like you only see the suggested songs based on what you've already heard. (laughs) Excuse me. And then you see the ads of stuff that you already like. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to kind of do that discovery thing unless you're really focused on looking for it. That's what new artists are up against right now is like you used to see posters. You used to go to a record store Mm-hmm. A lot of times you'd go to clubs just to see music. Like there's new music nights at Horseshoe and things like that. Yeah. Um, and, and even before COVID that was kind of going down and, and I, I really see algorithms and, and stuff is really playing a big role in lack of music <sighs> discovery. If that makes yeah. sense. I was going to ask you, Joe, cause we touched on it a bit earlier. Chris and I were talking a little bit about um, what's happening with the scene and um one of the points of that festival I noticed is that it's such a single driven market now that the whole album thing where you go see a festival before and the bands and the, the crowd would, would, would have already had the album for say three months or six months and they were singing along, but bands, I mean, they're putting out records now, but, um, but for the most part, the focus is uh, so single heavy and TikTok and just getting something out there to all these different people. 
that I'm, I really noticed that that more than ever, everyone only knows one song by these guys. So then they really got to bring it live. And I'm, I've been severe. I was super disappointed at not fast. That's the Slipknot's festival. There wasn't a single band uh, outside of like, as I said, the excitement of Corey Taylor's kid that was out there rocking, but there, there wasn't really a band like in, on the indie level that impressed me at all. Cause they just had no live game. They were relying on that big sing-along commercial song that everyone's trying to write. It was so mm-hmm. weird. Are you finding that or what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like it's it's funny. I I did a call earlier today, and I was talking about back in my day. You know, there was it was a structure. It was cover bands, but at least there was structure, and and you toured and you played the crap out of everything. Like you played three four hours a night, five nights a week. You you just played a ton, and it's kind of like you read the crowd, and by Wednesday you knew what songs were working or not. Thursday you've changed it. And Friday, everybody's just rocking with you and Saturday's over the top. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I think the live game is, is down. Like, I mean, people don't, well, obviously COVID isn't helping and no touring for two years, but uh, um, yeah, it bands don't tour like they used to. They don't woodshed like they used to. It's kind of like copy and paste a lot, loop a lot, auto tune, quantize, find sample, put it out. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, before um, the, the common saying, saying was sort of like, you, it took 10 years to write your first album. Um, and like Van Halen one is like the classic rock album that came out and it's like, wow, everything is amazing. That's because they toured it and played it live today. Right. Yeah. Great point. Great point. And, yeah. And they fixed it, everything, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, it's like, wow, it's all amazing. It's like, yeah, they know what works and doesn't. Um, so, so art, I feel a lot of artists aren't playing those songs, getting feedback from audience, editing, changing, and then going to record. Mm. Right. So mm-hmm. it's just sort of record and put it out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, and who's it's doing it world. best. <laughs> who's doing it best. Who do you think is doing that best? I mean, big rec posts out a song every six months. It's great. <laughs> but who do you think is doing it best? Oh man, that is such a hard question. We ask them here. I, we don't you, get political, Daryl, but uh, we want to know. <laughs> that that's a really hard one. Um, you know, if I was going to say a band that is really on top of their game, it's Walk Off the Earth. Mm. Like they really know what they they're doing. They know what their audience wants, uh, and they're balancing. Like they're still doing covers on YouTube, but they're still doing originals. And and there's this balance, and I I really do feel that the both are complementing because they're playing such a wide range of covers that cannot do anything but help your songwriting. Like, what's a hook? If you play enough hooks, you know what a hook is and what it isn't. Mm. And I think that that's really helped them a lot. But they're they're, I mean, for I don't know how many years now, they just keep releasing content, and it's always been quality. So walk off the earth nice i'll have to check that out viral those guys have been viral for a while they did that they were um they did the uh somebody passed right one of the one of their members passed away but they were they were the they did the um somebody that i used to know cover that blew them up and they did all those weird instrument like they were playing them all weird and stuff and it blew up into this huge thing they were almost like the i would say they were almost leading if it was a band leading the charge with this online thing Mm -hmm. i would say that they were one of them Oh, okay. Because yeah. it was almost like, what are they going to do next? 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, that's it. So like that song. So the funny part is, is that song was currently a new release. Like it wasn't like a classic cover no. that everybody knew. They're covering a song no, a lot of people didn't know yet. And their cover actually helped the original song go up the charts. Mm. <laughs> like, it was, like, Sad, sadly. That, yeah, that artist probably <laughs> had to like send them a thank you check, you know? Yeah, mm. I would think. Uh, but yeah, the way they did it, it was one guitar and five of them all played the one guitar at the same time. Wow. And uh, the week after it came out, Ellen had them on her show and presented them with Fender guitars. But uh, them being on Ellen just really blew them up. And, and they've been nonstop, though. They've, they've been creative each time and uh, consistent, which a lot of artists aren't. And I think that's the biggest thing, consistency. Hey, Chris, mm-hmm. we should probably play Name That Tune with Daryl tonight. Oh, I don't have my guitar hooked up here, buddy. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Because we'll have to hum it. No, no, we'll get another, another. <laughs> we'll get you on next time, buddy. We'll get you on next time, which is. Well, uh, who did we have on last time? We had Lachlan. on. We had Lachlan. Oh, poor Locke, man. He was lost. He, he's like, all right, off bat. He's like, oh, no, man. I'm no good at this game. Brent's like, plug it in, turn it on. It's like, oh, no. So, yeah, poor guy. We nailed him. Yeah, he so, nailed did you guys him. already talk to the DC stuff? No. Oh, we just touched well, on it. I, but uh, we didn't dive into it yet, man. I dove wa- out because I was trying to get you to dive in and you were. <laughs> You were away, so Chris dove in, and now we're all here to dive in. Yeah, so, so what let's you, start I, with this poster. Let's start with this. We started with this. Right. DC fandom this weekend. Tons of DC news. New Teen Titans coming out. Three Batmans coming out. Uh, we touched on this last week. Superman's uh, son, Jonathan, is now bisexual. Mm-hmm. That's caused a ruckus online. Boy, has it ever. started a bit of a chat. But that's some big news that came out of the week. Uh, this is big news. I don't know if you oh, recognize yeah. that, Daryl, but I don't know if you know whose cow whose cow that is. Yep, yep. Patterson. So, no, yeah, the new oh, Batman. No, no, no. This is not the new Batman. This oh, is this from is the from Flash the trailer. Oh, and what? Right. This is from the oh. Flash trailer, and just so you know, uh, he was speaking to the Flash through the whole thing, and that person was this guy. Mm, Michael amazing. Keaton is going to be. I've been hearing. Him. I've been hearing, you know, snippets the, of Michael Keaton coming back. We got three Batmans on the go, which is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> three Batmans on the go. No, so, Chris, where do you want to start? Where do you want to go, buddy? Let's. Uh, oh, let's I was just gonna. The, so, okay. I was just to top off the comic thing. So, here is this is like one of the most famous Batman issues and storylines, and this is mm. uh, the death of Robin, right? Um, and what they had in here, which was the 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 coolest part, if I can oh, find it. Okay, right here, here it is. So, what they did was they left it up to the reader sorry guys they left it up to the reader uh robin will die because the joker wants revenge but you can prevent it with this telephone call so they give you the the phone number there the joker fails and robin lives joker succeeds and robin will survive will not survive sorry will not survive so you phone in and you decided the fate of what happened to uh to robin either it was robin or joker and they decided that robin should die so that has never been done again or before that like to decide the fate of a character to phone calls from the fans was incredible so this this is like uh, and the artworks of course stellar it's really really good can you show chris show the scene show the actual scene the death scene you won't have it in here because this was the one in between where don't you have the next comic don't you have the next oh i didn't pull it out no 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 no, um, I don't like. I don't, this is worse. So I don't like pulling these ones out that often. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like special occasions. 
there was something I, I wanted to, there was another comic last week too. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to take it. But uh, no, I just wanted to show, I had to show the phone number in that one. Right. But what a great deal to have between the Joker and Robin. That, that's just an amazing thing. So with the new Batman movie, it looks like they're going to have a good trilogy here. So Daryl, what we were discussing is maybe is there too many extra characters in this new Batman movie? Um, you know, the, the, the Batman movie uh, that had uh, Christian Bale in it with the Joker, um, fantastic one villain you didn't need any more villains you just needed the joker right so what's your thoughts on the fact that we're we're, we're gonna see cat catwoman we're gonna see penguin we're gonna see riddler and batman like four huge characters in one shot i well you, you know when i i always say like i'm, I'm kind of more the marvel guy mm-hmm. i think it's totally fine but the if you look at how marvel sort of built things up to come together Mm-hmm. I find DC doesn't do that, you know, exactly. like, like Iron Man had his thing, Spider-Man had his thing, Captain mm-hmm. America, and they developed this story so that it made sense when it came together yeah. in the Avengers. And I mm-hmm. think it, it's hard to really sort of fall in love with the characters because they're fighting for screen time mm-hmm. where, That's you know, when, point. when all these other characters have their own movie and then, okay, we only saw them for a certain amount, but it was still amazing. Um, in in avengers and things like that like you know where's hawkeye and in, in a couple of them kind of thing you know like like yeah. what's going on with him it, and it creates that intrigue a little bit because you already know a bit about him you know so mm-hmm. i i don't know it, it's i i feel dc part of it is their back history that their record isn't the best at when they put all the big names together you know mm-hmm. like the arnold schwarzenegger type uh, yeah, yeah. The best, I'll be honest. I no. like, I feel that those fell flat. So it's kind of like, uh, let's see how they do. I don't know. I'm not as optimistic as I'd like to be. Yeah, like the, the, the new Spider-Man movie is obviously going to be like, like, and you hear every day you hear a new rumor about that new Spider-Man. So like, this is this is. I was saying too to Brent that this is DC's chance, man. To all right, you got if you're releasing the Flash, you're releasing a new Batman movie, you're releasing, you know, um, a new Aquaman movie. Now is your chance to add those layers that go towards something instead of just throwing a movie in here and like, oh, we'll do this movie and that movie, and then all of a sudden we got a team over here. No, man, make them all kind of meet like you know Marvel does. Marvel creates that that beautiful. They've already ruined it though. What's that? Who? DC? Well, because they're not going to include the Jokerverse. Well, who knows what they'll do, right? Like they say that things change in that. Like I heard, uh, anyway, they're they're changing their minds about everything. You've seen the (laughs) Spider-Man rumors? Oh my gosh. Like every day there's a new, and half of them like, oh, come on. Why are you even, that's, there's no way that's even going to happen. Like some of them are so far-fetched, right? But Spider-Man is poised to be the biggest movie in the world. Now, Batman could challenge that somewhat, but on a different edge because the one thing that happens is you get something like spider-man that comes out and 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 it's huge but the fans want something like that but they want it maybe a little darker or they want it a little less you know kid oriented so dc has the perfect opportunity to kind of fill that void with what is poised to come out marvel's way um the eternals is the one as i mentioned daryl that's going to be a sleeper hit the eternals i think is going to be amazing because of the information it's going to give behind the marvel universe and it was a jack kirby creation not Stanley Jack Kirby, who who was uh, an amazing artist. So, um, that's what I think about that. Anyway, like you know, yeah. That's but Angela that. Jolie, I don't know. I, I can't. I'm not well, sold. I'm not sold on. I on think that big casting. There's that big casting again. Yeah, yeah. there's a there's you. But the thing is, is if you read the Eternals comic, you need people to deliver like their dialogue isn't like. Uh, 
it's not like Thor and it's kind of like, oh, thou, and, and then they can jokey with it. It's like these Eternals are like the first beings in the universe. So they're all very, they're all very regal. They're all very role. And, they're, and they're, their whole purpose is not to hang out and have fun. Their whole purpose is to look after the universe, right? So it, it's one of those movies that I think once you watch it, and you get into it half hour in, it's going to be the sleeper hit. Everybody's going to be like, wow, the information I'm getting from this and the way it's shot and that the actors and actresses can act. You know what I mean? Um, it's funny sometimes to see a movie where, where uh, uh, they, they put somebody in there and you're just wondering, what the hell? Why did they cast that person in there? Don't get Chris and, started on Emily Van Camp, whatever you do. Emily Van Camp, yeah, yeah. like, oh my gosh. I felt bad for her because that was horrible, man. And then sure enough, I look on the internet the next day and everybody's like, oh yeah, she, she's never going to work in here again and everything. It wasn't wasn't because of what I said. It was just that everybody else was feeling that. Right. I mean, so, so, so to hack everything down that I said, sorry, I was a little long winded. I think DC (laughs) has a great opportunity to fill a little bit of the gaps that maybe Marvel is leaving. Marvel could be headed towards some pretty fluffy music movies. Right. You know what I mean? Like they could, it could be yeah. the point where I'm, I'm like, Spider-Man is probably going to be amazing. The only down part for me on Spider-Man, and I hate to say it, is the high school scenes. I find when they, when he gets into his high school life, because I'm becoming an older dude, I'll start to look, you know, just, you, you ever catch yourself looking away from the screen and then going, oh man, whoa, what, whoa, whoa. And that's like, I, um, original Star Wars movie stuff like that. When you, you would never, I don't watch the movies, but if that was a fast and furious on in the background, I'd be looking away this way. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, of course, right. This way. And I'd be looking up here yeah. and over there. And so the Spider-Man one. And uh, with that kind of thing. And I tried to watch the old Superman uh, a couple days ago and I couldn't mm. get through that. My old age ADD was like, this Which is one? the very first Superman. The 70s Superman Reed? or the or before yeah. Christopher Reeves, buddy. I, I, I my, 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 Adult ADD Jeez. could not get through that movie, man. It was like, get to the fight, get to the fight, get to the fight. And it's like, of course, there's, there is no fight in that movie, right? So it's just a lot of uh, it, a lot of stuff you need to know about Superman, but stuff that I've seen so many times, it was just like. Yeah, that's the one thing that I'm, I'm kind of, if, if there's more like origin stories coming. Right. Like, I'm like, just. I think we're done with that. Be, please be done. Like Batman to death of how Batman became Batman. And yeah. a different Alfred every time, right? Every time it's a yeah. different Alfred. And but you notice that he gets and tougher. The voice gets deeper, you know. Yeah. Like it's, it, yeah, like I'm vengeance. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, it's a different word per Batman now, and uh, <laughs> you know, I like pop tarts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it it's uh, please my, no origins. Buy tickets. Buy tickets. So, so, Jared, what what new uh, Marvel movie are you looking forward to seeing then? This is a DC chat, Chris. God damn well, I'm it! Just throwing in. We got. We got. I never get my the end here. We can. We can switch over to some Marvel for damn a second it. here. Well, that, we're, well, we're segueing because I said that this is a great opportunity for DC. Well, you know what? I'll be honest. I've been really enjoying the series limited series on uh, Disney. Mm-hmm. The way they did Loki was awesome. You know, yeah, and enough. I was kind of hesitant on the the Wanda Vision one, mm-hmm. but few in and i was like okay i can see it and like you had to really watch it and stick with it and then you go i know right yeah wow this just like blew my mind i gotta start watching it over again because i missed stuff because i thought it was sort there's of, a lot of what? eye candy and easter eggs right buddy it's like man it's like an adventure watch in that series 
Yeah. Daryl, you want some entertainment. You want some entertainment. Watch Chris try to convince Dean Blundell and Lachlan Cross to stick past the third episode. Because Lachlan's like, this is garbage. I'm fucking out of here. I can't do this shit. I'm I'm not convincing anyone anymore. I said I'm out with that. That But then they were all the way in. And then they they were all the way in. trying to convince people. I'm getting too old for that. And then he was exhausted. He's like, I'm not watching this new Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm over. I'm done. I put all my eggs in that basket. amazing series. I love that series. (laughs) That was great. Um, but I just watched the, the black widow and I was tell you honest, like not too impressed with it. And villain uh, dude, what'd you think of the villain situation there? I I just didn't see where the movie was going half the time. Like it just seemed to be kind of all over the place and like fake Russian accents all over the place. And yeah, no. I, I was to that point the villains, then buddy. to that point to, to, to both of you guys then to, to that point let me ask you this question mm-hmm. um, if we're talking about origin stories and we're talking about all you know how we don't want to see another one and Chris I think we touched on this with JJ a few like in, in season one where he didn't want to see any more origin Star Wars stories or anything like that he was over it right. but in this particular case Black Widow is two years late because of COVID or at least mm-hmm. a year late because of COVID yeah mm-hmm. Now, they do you feel like, given everything that was going on, that this was sort of a rushed picture of backstory? Because there's a lot of complaints about I just people think saying the that sucks, it just kind of didn't go anywhere. I'm just curious about no, no. I, well, here's the thing, and I've mentioned yeah. this numerous, numerous times: your hero is as good as your villain. The villain in Black Widow was horrible. The Taskmaster could have been great, was not great. But the main villain, the guy sitting in the chair with the beard and his computer, it was like, are you kidding me? I'm going to blow up the world. Oh, wow. Of all the characters they had to choose from in the Marvel Universe, that's your guy for the Black Widow story? Terrible. Just yeah. terrible. Boo yeah. earns. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I just watched the Shang-Chi one, and uh, nice. I saw it. It started really strong and then mm-hmm. kind of faded in the middle and just over too over the top unbelievable at the end i think uh and and which kind of deviates from the story like i've actually like i collected shang chi when i was a kid and nobody collected shang chi like nobody cared about it but i've got i've got like so stack of shang chi comics like Mm -hmm. um and and i'm like i hope this movie drives the value up that'd be nice yeah Uh, but uh yeah, like like in the comic books, it was like a guy that did martial arts really well, and it wasn't so crazy over the top. At least the era that I read, um, mm. it might have gotten on to more crazy stuff like riding dragons through the air and things like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know. It, it was it was a good start, and then it kind of fell flat for me. But hopefully, hopefully, it improves. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. I, I did watch the hidden. I always watch the hidden scenes though on YouTube, like the extras. So I, I've already seen. The, I haven't seen Venom, but I've seen the hidden scene in Venom, which was like I saw Venom. I saw Venom. <sighs> you did. I, I haven't seen hidden Venom scene. yet. I beat Chris no. to a movie for once, but yeah, I you saw did. Venom. Uh, <laughs> I saw Venom the other day. Uh, with the, with, I did three nights in a row at the theater. We did. We, <laughs> I did. Uh, we did Venom. I did the Sopranos movie, uh, uh, Many Saints in Newark, and I also and I did the new Bond. So oh, we did all we did three back to back. So that was bond, like so. uh, go to the movies. Why not? Did Did you guys back like then. the new Bond? Is it good? I, I I'm not. I haven't been a Bond guy, but did you, you guys like it? Been a Bond guy. Um, <laughs> I thought uh, it wrapped it up nice. Mm-hmm. Let's go with that. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a hard one to talk really about. Really long. Like, yeah, really really long. long. 
I, I thought there was a key kind of clue at the first screen where they had the hashtag no time for spoilers, mm-hmm. meaning don't talk about it. Uh, but people are talking about it online and, and how they did wrap it. I, I don't know. I, I would predict the, the way that they introduced that Bond has a daughter that next round. Spoiler alert. Maybe, maybe <laughs> could be. A, a, yeah, a, that they're going to spin that off. Plus, and Chris yeah. and I touched on it last week when we were talking about uh, the bisexual Superman. There's now a black 007 woman. Mm-hmm. So right. it's like. You know, there and that started the whole thing. But if you initially they're like, there's a black 007 woman, and people are like, fucking what? But then if you yeah. watch how it went, it was like, yeah, but 007 is just a number, and that's a hashtag they had going through the whole goddamn movie, which was just a number. Yeah. It's well, just to like, these companies, to these companies, you know? and and sad to say, like, I I don't think deep down these big companies really care. I think they're just looking for another niche, another market. Um, as we mentioned before, man, it doesn't, to me, being a comic book collector, if I pick up a comic book and there's a new Black Spider-Man, I'm like, oh, cool, new Black Spider-Man. I'm not going to, like, drop it down and go online, you know what I mean, and make a big deal about it. Or, or like, if, you know, Superman's son's gay. Was it, to me, it's not really that big of a deal. Uh, I know, I to the movement of people, it is, and I get that. I totally get that. But again, to a guy who's been reading comic books since he was just a little kid, um, if it's a great story, I'll buy it for sure, for sure. Whether whatever happens with their personal lives and the characters really doesn't drive me to buy comic books. Um, but that's cool. If there's an avenue for people to buy different uh, whatever ethnicities of of, uh, of characters, whatever, that's great. My whole thing before, as I was saying, Daryl, is the people, and this is what a lot of the community is saying now, is like, don't praise these companies, man. They're not doing it because of... of uh, they want to help different minorities. They're doing it because now it's, it's kishy and they, either way, it's good that the minorities are being seen, but it's just how nitpicky people are getting with it. Right. You know? Yeah. I think, I think where it is, is like if they change a classic character to something different than the narrative that they know, as opposed to maybe re like, or sorry, introducing a brand new character and developing a whole new story. I think it's where a classic character is kind of like changed and that's where the fans get up in arms. Do they um, ever? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can kind of see that. Cause I mean, changing something from what it was to something else, as opposed to like, I think if anything, these companies have the chance to make new classic characters right yes. now. And I yeah. think that that's what they're missing the point right now and build a storyline. Like if they were going to do this, I would build a storyline that, really resonates with that audience and that market uh, while still you know like i think they're always worried about the big market when this might be more of a smaller niche market in some cases uh, well see that would show they care though daryl see that so, exactly. so instead of it's like you 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 make like three good spider-man because right now there's about five different spider-man titles a month right why don't yeah. you focus on making two really good ones you know what i mean and give that crowd an honest character that has been created or that a character that feels has always been black has always been Asian has always been gay. Like don't turn that character to a certain way that, that to me shows you're trying to sell comic books. If you're going to create a character that is pure and genuine to what those readers want to see, that's exactly Daryl. I get that. I think that is brilliant. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. Been, that's what I'm trying. To say. I have, I have a hard way to say things eloquently, right? You're well, very good at that. We need you on the show more often because that's that's exactly <laughs> you know what I mean. Like that, that's see, exactly here's what a I'm different type of origin story that you would want to see because it's like we haven't seen it before. 
right? You know? As opposed to Batman, sure. Batman, Batman. Right. Yeah, Batman's Batman. a cook. <laughs> Batman's a cook and he's being trained by Steven Seagal. <laughs> the comic companies know, okay, well, I really don't want to change, you know, the sexual preference of super of, uh, of you know, Superman, but you know what? Let's do it to his son. It'll sell more comics and it'll make people happy. See, that's that's what I, th- I think they're thinking, but the fact mm. that is good. Now, do more. Do a, a character that is genuinely exactly from, from whatever whatever group wants to see that see i'm, I'm fine with still buying the, the old the amazing spider-man they still make it for me you know what i mean <laughs> issue like 800 and something and as i mentioned detective is just hit a thousand last year um fantastic four i buy daredevil oh daredevil's comic is mind-blowing it is wow. so freaking good on dc side of things nightwing is a fantastic comic book yeah um, so Woo, it, dc Woo. yeah but but so, the thing is is that there, there, there's avenues for everyone Let's go back to DC then. Sure. Right. And let's talk about that poster and, and, and more about these announcements because I'm, I'm real interested in thoughts on some of these because I went through some of the reading, uh, some of the reactions online and I don't know, I'm kind of well, stuck on a few <clears throat> things again. So I, they're I, talking I, about fixing Wonder Woman because they're going to bring like Lynn, Lynn, well, <laughs> fixing the movie. The last movie stiffed and they're, people oh, are freaking out terrible. about what they're going to make and make another one. Um, the Flash, the Flash verse is now coming on. They're actually going to maybe look at bringing the guy from the TV show and doing oh. this weird kind of crossover where he, there's, in the TV Talk show, there's like two flashes or whatever. So yeah. it's like, you know, so they're going to bring him in, and then you have this Batman with Keaton that is going to kind of guide them, apparently, but that's going to tail off to uh, a new sort of uh, Batman series that's going to focus on Batman later on in life, which was Batman it, Beyond, which we is this about. this is cartoons? This is animated? It's going to be live. It's going to be live. Going to be live. Uh, it's going to be yeah. live. But they're going to they're going to use that Flash as a springboard into yeah. it. So you're going to have these. You're going to have a Keaton Batman going. You're going to have a, well, until he gives it up to roll, you're going to have a Ben Affleck Batman going if they decide to move forward with that. And then you're mm-hmm. going to have Pattison uh, going as well. And um, wow. so that's a kind of an interesting kind of take on it. And then uh, the other stuff that they're talking about in there, um, well, there's the new Black Adam movie coming out. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Right. New- All right. Can we talk about some of these real quick? Yeah. This, this yeah. is, yeah. Jump so- in, buddy. All right. So I, cause I've looked up a few things too. And like, I had to do some prep, you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> black Adam. Okay. First off the rock himself, like he should be like built for comics. Like, mm-hmm. like just look at the guy. What are your thoughts on the trailer that came out for black Adam before I, I say, I didn't see it, man. So go for it. It's okay. You can spoil it for me. I, I, I haven't seen it. Uh, uh underwhelming to me is it uh, yeah like uh well that's and, and a, yeah. it's kind of built I'm, off of the shazam stuff too right and yes, yes and like that that movie was okay like i i thought there was great highlights in it but mm-hmm. also underwhelming kind of like jokey yeah comic hero yeah more for kids and, i think right yeah like and and so Black Adam, it's like this serious kind of like brooding. Of course, DC I find is always dark and brooding. Yeah. And then, like when he appears and stuff, he like levitates. And I'm like, really? That's it? Like, like, you know, the way like I watched the intro with Dwayne Johnson, and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, there's we're 
filming like the most craziest fight scenes and all that. None of that is in this. He levitates and mm. uh, they try to shoot him. And of course, bullets bounce off him. And that's it, pretty much. So I'm kind of like, they just figure it just show the rock in the costume and everybody will come, right? Yeah. And kind of That's like, you know, figuring. you don't see his face or anything. So there's still yeah. that revealed to come, you know, but so it looks like it's going to be more. I got an image. I got an image coming in. So, okay, yeah. So it looks like it's going to be darker than Shazam, I guess, then, huh? Kind of. Well, it's it's a very similar sort of like to that start of Shazam, you know, where they're oh, okay. in the other world or whatever. Yeah, I saw Shazam on a flight home from Florida, I think. And um, of course, when you're on a plane, movies are, can either be extremely horrible or really, really good. And it was it was OK. You know, it was, it was just but again, it was like I, I found myself when he was in high school and doing the things yeah. looking around the plane and other people's, you know, oh, there he is there. OK, is that just his head, head mounted on a body body? Yeah, that's all that is. Oh, okay. they, they, they grabbed Schwarzenegger and put his head on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, there was that. I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Like, cause the rock usually, you know, d- delivers in, in action and stuff. So I'm hoping, uh, cause you'd think he's like made for this, you know? Right. Like Batista. You know, in, uh, to the, to yeah, that extent yeah. though, I mean, it comes back to what we were talking about earlier about, you know, the big production there, like the big, um, you got all these big stars and i i found that that's when if you look at like uh, obviously how they did the dark knight and how as you said dark and brooding and all the rest mm-hmm. of it but if you look at um how ridiculous schumacher's role movies got and all you know the, towards the end and all these cast and you had just putting all these guys in then it'd be like the rock makes 25 million dollars a movie so like <laughs> Like I don't like he's going to come in there, and I find it's going to be a bit of a distraction. I got to tell you, because I don't oh, really want to see the Rock as a superhero. I got to tell you, I, I don't really want to see him as a superhero. I find it's going to be he was already a superhero as a wrestler. So he, he's, he we've already seen him in Fantastic. We've already Four, yeah, we've, yeah, we've already yeah, seen Graham. him as as uh, we've already seen him as that. Whereas you see Batista, who is a little bit more subtle about yeah. it. Um, I could watch him in a few things because he's kind of doing this subtle. He doesn't want to be the leading guy. He wants to be the Jason Bateman. He wants mm-hmm. to kind of be like the the everyday. So The Rock is such a big, giant movie star that I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure. Ryan Reynolds did Deadpool, but he was under a mask and it was kind of a thing, right? And you, you sort of, right. only Ryan Reynolds could play that. Can anyone mm-hmm. else play Black Adam? No. And I don't think if it works with The Rock, they're going to go with, like, LeBron. And if it doesn't work with LeBron, they're going to go with Drake. Like, <laughs> like what are they going to do? What are they going to do, right? It's kind of just one of those things where I find that this is where it starts getting off the rails when you start – it's like The Rock's Black Adam. Well, you know what? I guess Love that's, the probably, Rock. Love that's the Rock. probably what I'm thinking of. Uh, that's probably what I'm thinking of Angela Jolie cast in, in uh, Eternals. Eternals, you know? I think that's exactly how I'm like, kind of like, I don't know. She's on the comeback tour though. She, she has to, she's on the comeback tour. All right. So that's, I mean, she looks 28, so she's on the comeback tour here. Digital editing. Now the next up was, uh, I think you've mentioned was the flash. Well, the flash has got the, the, they got a flash movie coming out. Yeah. Well, I love the guy, the guy who played the flash in the, in those justice league movies. I thought he he did a great job. My little guy doesn't want that flash. He wants the TV flash. The TV flash. Right. Right. I think they're both really good. Yeah. Like, so that's the one thing I was like, like when they had that movie, I'm like, but they have a flash TV show. Why don't they have the flash TV show guy in the movie? 
and and that distracted. Like and I liked both of them. I liked both of them. I'll be honest. I I like both have done a really good job. The mm-hmm. TV shows kind of lost me though. Like I don't. I've lost count of what season they're at, and each season's like twenty two, twenty six episodes. Yeah, like it takes right. forever to go through a season, right? And I think I'm on season eight or something. I'm like, man, this is a lot to digest here. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's I I wanted to bring this up because this is. Like, so I looked it up online, right? Mm-hmm. And they say, this is all they say about The Flash, um, is that uh, Grant Gustin made appearance to discuss playing a father to, on the most recent season to two kids who are apparently actually the same age as him. And he also revealed that his Flash suit will be getting an update next season, adding something that's long been missing, The Flash's iconic gold boots. Oh, I'm like... Is that really a huge selling point? After mm. all this time, I'm like, it ta- it's taken how many seasons to go? We need gold boots. <laughs> like, I I don't know. Like, I thought they would they would there be something else to talk about. Like, this mm-hmm. is the big thing that they talked about. Uh, I don't know. It, it's it's a weird thing, but uh, I like both actors, and I, I I would if it's going to be in movie form, I wish they would carry on the actor that was in the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when they did the movie Flash, I was hoping that they would do the TV actor and right. elevate him. That just made I, more sense. I, they never do that, weird. and that's it's that's weird. so frustrating to see. They yeah. did it in the eighties, in the seventies, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They did it like what it was like, whatever. But my little guy is like watching the trailer for the Flash, and as excited as I was about seeing Batman at the end, he's looking at it, and he no one watches the Flash more than this guy, mm-hmm. and then the, my little guy Alex, and he's like. Well, they're just doing all the things that they do in the show. So it's like they're going to retell the story. It's like when that Trailer Park Boys movie came out and people were like, it's going to be great. And it's like, well, wait a minute. This is the, we've already seen all this. Yeah, and they had to reintroduce the characters. And everyone's like, oh, uh, like whatever. It's the same thing. They're going to like kind of retell this Flash thing. And Alex is like, I've already seen all this. What am I, mm-hmm. what am I watching? We've seen eight seasons of this. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. Seen eight seasons. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Right. And And it's funny, like, thinking on the Marvel side, they've done the opposite, which is actually quite ingenious, I think, where mm-hmm. they've actually gone from big screen to little screen to tell the stories in between the big screen. Right, like yeah. with all these miniseries, that's all TV. And imagine, like, imagine being in those meetings initially when they're talking and it's like, okay, all right. So we're doing TV series with you all now. And like, imagine they're like, what? No, but I'm this big actor. I should be on this big screen. But like, you know, oh, no, no, we're going to do a limited series. It's only on, you know, Disney. Mm-hmm. It, like, these are actors that get paid a ton of money for what they do. And yeah. so, so that would have been an interesting discussion to see. It's like, hey, we're going to small screen mm-hmm. for a while, you know? But uh, so anyways, I, I, I just wish that they would either elevate the tv flash or just stick to the movie flash and yeah he's a really good character like they, there's so much you can do with him and his villains are great too yeah so hopefully they, now that uh, being said daryl um the superman and lois series is amazing mm-hmm. and i'm that. i'm fine with that guy remaining as superman but i'm also fine with henry Cavell being superman so it's, it's that's kind of a weird one for me because i'm fine in both scenarios because the superman and lois series if they keep it separate and they keep it in the Arrowverse, uh, I'm fine with it just being a TV thing. But my, but you know, but 
but I, I like Henry as Superman. I think he's fine, but I really like the casting of Superman and Lois. I think that guy's awesome. So there's too many Superman things for me all the time. Like I can't keep like who's who here, you know, and, <laughs> That's been Daryl with Indie Week. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I thought, I thought the last Superman movie is okay. Like, I thought they had a really good chance there. And hmm. but yeah, uh, and I haven't dug into the the Lois and Clark series. Chris t- touched on it before. There's only so many things that, and I think you guys touched on it a bit on this thing. Superman's got a story, uh, and it's kind of the same story. So how do you change Superman's story when technically he can't really be defeated? He's so powerful too, man. Yeah. How do you find like you know you look at yeah. look at Batman's Rogues Gallery, man. Look at Spider-Man's Rogues Gallery. Um, look at Captain America's, and then Superman. There there can't be anything on the planet that can harm him. He, he's overpowered. So that's why the boys is such an interesting spin because you know, oh yeah, um, dude, there uh, he uses his ex, he uses his heat vision like relentlessly. He goes, um, what's his name again? Homelander. Uh, homelander right so yeah. perfect example there right is like um and why people like it so much is so that is that shows you how powerful that heat vision is superman he'll use that as a last resort homelander oh, so <laughs> there's a dude with a gun in my way you know what i mean so that right there using store superman's story and adapting it to another character is just ridiculously smart and and that is like that is brilliant to me and and to to take superman's like what's superman's biggest most powerful thing oh his eye beams drains him the most and has the most damage we're gonna have this guy use it whenever he feels like blinking you know what i'm like wow like way to way to write a character right so um Superman, he doesn't have that guy to fight against. That's there was Doomsday that was really kind of lame because he had no backstory. There is the three uh, original Kryptonians, the evil, you know, the two dudes yeah. and the girl there. Which back when I was younger, I liked Superman too. But other than that, man, it's tough to find a villain for Superman. You know, it's uh, it's tough. Well, even when they were doing that Superman versus Batman thing, and everyone's like, yeah, like I think we're all like, this is cool to see it all together, but can't Superman just melt him? Yeah, yeah. right, right. Whereas like, you have Iron Man, Iron Man versus like you know Hawkeye. You know, there's you know it, it's going to be like how's Hawkeye going to beat Iron Man when he can fly around, but he can beat him probably. Yeah. But you know, just a funny Hulk versus Spider Man, right? Yeah, like like I envision, I just envision Superman just standing there and like mm-hmm. Batman throwing stuff at him and shooting him and and Superman just one of the, one of the things they do really well in Superman Lois. One of the things they do really well in Superman and Lois is they really show the weak side to him, mm. which I thought was really great. Like he he's very human in this film. Like he's very like he's an alien, but he's very he's yeah. it's the most human. Like if I do that, I could die, Superman, that I've seen yet. Other yeah. than Superman three when he splits into two different personalities. But like I feel that they continue to sort of play Superman with a conscious and guilt trip all the time. Like I better not do this like use my powers because i'll feel guilty for it well then you like, have to watch superman and lois you gotta watch it because they touch on that and of course they I, do. I won't, i'm not gonna let the cat out of the bag too much but there is an alternative universe where hmm. well there's a bizarro world that we know about but there's an alternative universe where superman ain't the friendliest of guys so right. that's fun to watch that was that's a good movie was brightburn well, Brightburn, no, the Brightburn is awesome. That's like a little evil Superman, but like wow. that was that was an awesome uh, a concept. But in Superman and Lois, they touch a little bit on this. What if? Oh, okay. What if he, what if he decides 
to just turn on the world. Right. Yeah, and there's another one too where if it became if the Russians discovered him and made him a weapon over there yeah. to a cartoon, I just watched oh, that as cool. well. You gotta watch it. Yeah, I find their cartoons are pretty good. I like their they're animated. Yeah. Daryl, tell us about Indie Week before we let you get out of here, buddy. Yo. Sure. Uh Indie Week, we're online November 9th through 13th. Uh it is a place for artists to meet industry, hear from industry. We do education, breakout rooms. Uh, we're talking all different types of topics like live streaming, di digital distribution, publishing. Um, we This is insanely, it's going to be our fifth online conference in 12 months. Wow. Uh, and they've all had nothing but positive reviews and reactions from artists and industry. So uh, check it out at IndieWeek.com. That's where you can find it right there, IndieWeek.com. We'll talk to your publicist and our good buddy, Cam Carpenter, about uh, getting us some passes for that, like last time, because that went over very, very well. Of course. And, um, will you come back and hang out, dude? Yeah. Yeah. I love talking this stuff, man. Like, good. The, and, and the funny part is, like, I'm actually at my mom's in Edmonton right now. Oh, wow. And, and uh, I dug up, like, the boxes of comics that have been stored here. And, oh. yeah, like... I'm like, have wow, fun, man. Have fun. Like, I've got a number one uh, Submariner. Nice. Uh, I've got a number one giant sized, I think it was X Men. Uh, I've got all the first, like, uh, the new Teen Titans. I've got that whole series. Wow. Uh, so Jump anything. on eBay and see what you got there, buddy. That's the best yeah. spot to check out what you have is to go on eBay. And then yeah. you get the roundabout price of what everybody's. I was just doing that today with some of my Spider-Man stuff. And I was like, I just had a cut, you know, I was having the sandwich. I was like, ah, oh, crank on ABC, but some of my comics are worth it. My, my X-Men ones have really gone up quite a bit. So it's cool though, because you can see how much, what's going up, what's going down. And, you know, it's just nice yeah. to know what your books are worth. Oh, yeah. Daryl, you got to come back cool. on the show because Chris is um, also at his mom's right now. He's at his mom's <laughs> going through this stuff. And my mom lives with me in the basement. So it's a mom show. There we go. There we go. Oh. Still Dangerous deep. Dorothy watches from She's the She's watching on her, her condo up the road. Oh, there, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's Daryl Hers, everybody. Indie Week happening very, very soon next month. Uh, we'll get you back for a little little chat. Uh, IndieWeek.com, November 9th to 13th, uh, wherever you can find it online. And we'll get to Canada, get us some passes. We'll give some of those away. Make sure you guys uh, tune in and follow Daryl everywhere you follow. Yeah, buddy. And bug him about... Uh, about dc because he's a marvel guy so. <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying i'm being very open-minded but they, See, they and need, that's, and they there's a better. dc has an opportunity now to that's hook right. us non-dc guys into some good movies so let's get some layers let's get some good action going some characters and party yeah. on right party yes. on guys right on All right okay Thank thanks, Darryl, thanks thanks for brother. coming buddy I'll talk to you soon right. man bye now thanks. see you dude right on yeah there's our good buddy Good to see him again. Awesome. Indie yeah. Week again, uh, 9th to 13th uh, in Toronto. Well, it's out of Toronto, but they're doing it all online with a bunch of conferences and stuff. So if you're an indie band watching, uh, we're going to give you some passes and uh, you can go check out all the good stuff. Woo! Check this out. Kidsontheescalator.com. Mm -hmm. But you know what else is really cool that we got to check out? We got a new promo to run and we're going to oh, yeah. run it right now. Who likes the movie? I haven't seen it yet. I you have haven't seen, seen it yet. It. Who likes the movie Step Brothers? I like the movie Step Brothers. <laughs> Chris likes the movie Step Brothers. Filmed in HD in Kingston, Ontario, Canada, making its debut tonight. Thank you, Lonnie. Here we go. Just get the thing on right. Live from the Dean Blundell Network. It's the Kids on the Escalator brand new promo. Here we go. 
<laughs> that was awesome. Cue the music. Cue the music. Right? Cool. How rad was that? that. Wow, that was fun. brand new promo. You can catch that on our YouTube channel. You can find kidsontheescalator.com. You can also check it out kidsontheescalator.com yeah wicked that's great man that was a wow hour and a half there we go we're just squeezing it in usually we only do an hour we did an hour and a half of full of info we did a lot of stuff today thanks to our friend daryl next week uh we've got a very very great show it's retro video game day Mm -hmm. uh we have matt from trivium lead singer from trivium brand new record out uh rolling up the charts and, and heavy metal uh, had a chance to uh, tour with them matt's gonna come on uh we're gonna do an afternoon recording with him and then we're gonna share it with our friends here uh later yes. on at night because <clears throat> he's a twitch horrific madman and uh he's doing a lot of uh, twitch stuff and uh, we're gonna join his feed and then he's gonna join our feed so very cool uh that's next week retro video games uh we've also we've also got former referee from the wwe coming up we'll leave it at that can i can i That's ask him like right? can i ask him shady s- stories about vince mcmahon or am i not allowed to do that why not i'm just Let's curious we'll I, have mike I, on for that we'll have I mike really on for like that as well and we're just going to do a whole thing cool. uh, uh yeah i'm sure there's a whole bunch of those stories out there uh as well uh, i actually have some good ones for him man but they're kind of shady uh, and speaking of wrestling, Rob Fay out here in Vancouver, who is a uh, Canucks host and uh, was post and uh, with the uh, baseball team out here and all the rest of it has started a brand new wrestling company called um, Fay Nation. Uh, and uh, that's, uh, he's agreed to come on. So we've got uh, nice a indie wrestling. wrestling. Yeah, like a bunch of indie, yeah, wrestling. Yeah, indie wrestling. So he's going to come on and talk about his brand new promotion, which is very nice. Cool. So I we got lots wrestling. of stuff coming up. We got lots of stuff coming up, which is going to be rad. Your job as the listener and as the watcher, my friends, the watcher. kids on the escalator.com. Go there, sign up for a mailing list. You can leave us a voicemail. I've got a bunch of voicemails. Unfortunately, I got to convert them to MP4 before I can get them on this show, but I'll put them in the audio. You can listen to that later and uh, go from there. But uh, having a blast with that. We are. Uh, thanks to Lonnie. Thanks to our friends at Blue Microphones and. Of course, our friends at the Dean Blundell Network. Yeah. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks to Daryl. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to you, Chris. Thanks to you. Look at me. Look at you. Look at me. Look at you, mate. That is the Kids on the Escalator podcast for another night here. Uh, and here we go. Thanks, everybody. Good times. Cheers. Red dudes. <laughs> hey, boys. It's Brad Hopper. Uh, great to see you on the pod there yesterday. Uh, replying to your recommendation or actually your request for comment on the whole LGBTQ, QT, trans movement, and, uh, I'm sorry if I screwed that up. I'm sure I did. I usually do. Super delicate topic. Definitely one I'm careful to discuss. Um, I'm careful with my words. But good job, you guys, for bringing it up. I look forward to seeing both of you uh, in the near future. Hopefully we can touch base, maybe even uh, jump on a pod and talk about some artwork and whatnot. Good meeting you yesterday, Chris. And uh, Brent, we'll talk soon. All right? Keep in touch. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Kim. You know, you know I had to send a message. I went to your website, and I couldn't find how to sign up for your uh, newsletter. So somebody needs to send me instructions or it needs to be put up. Whatever. I'm in no rush.
you know, I love you guys. I love this podcast. It's the best podcast in the whole entire world. Hey, boys, what's going on? Chris here, producer rookie, hanging out. Uh, cool feature on the website here. Just leave a voicemail, talk to your computer. Look at you guys go, hey, hey, look at you guys growing up. Uh, well, Brent, you asked me to leave you a voicemail about the new Batman movie, which I wrote about at DeanLundell.com, The Batman. Uh, first off, super excited for it. Seems dark as hell, which I'm down for. Uh, Robert Pattinson, as I said in the article, A1 actor right now. If you've seen him in The Lighthouse, you know he's got the range. The villains, um, Colin Farrell looks unrecognizable. The Riddler, I've heard some things that he might be like a Jigsaw character. Listen, I think that DC should just go all in and become the company that is R-rated superhero movies. That's my two cents, but you said a minute, so that's it. I'm out. Later, fellas. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.